Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Stamford podcast. We continue to <laughs> socially distance ourselves for week three, four, I don't, I don't know, four, <laughs> four, four weeks. Uh, so as ever, I'm joined by Lucy and Mor- Mori? Mori? <laughs> Molly. Molly. <laughs> started well. We've started really well. How are we both? Yes, very, very good, well. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, after a nice weekend in the sun, all good. Mm. A very different birthday weekend. Yeah, it was very different. Meant to be uh, a much busier and probably more uh, hungover Easter Sunday, which it wasn't in the end, but it was still a nice birthday and got to see some family at a safe distance of two meters and ate lots of cake. So it was great. Lucy, any? weekend activities is is it really has it really been four weeks that we've done it like this for yeah i guess so so that's half the number of episodes have been socially distant uh which was the first one so yeah this is nine no oh okay oh i don't know just the three of us i don't know where we did no that was in the pub one pretty much yeah this is the fourth one so pretty much half the episodes well, there we go. It's because we're doing them weekly, isn't it? Yeah, um, I prefer doing them in the pub, if I'm honest. What have I been up to? I have, I don't know, I keep, I just need, I need more lockdown. I just haven't got enough time in the day to do everything I used to do, which is <laughs> be ridiculous. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't know Are you how being serious? getting everything done. <laughs> I thought you were joking. I didn't realise that. <laughs> I've been meaning to clean up my kitchen cupboards for at least a week and I still haven't done it. Why have I not got time? It's probably take me five minutes. Um, I did the cupboard under the stairs. That was epic. You said that last week. That doesn't count. Oh, right. <laughs> I think we're struggling. I think we've reached a point when we're discussing something that we did from the week before. <laughs> yeah, but that was meant to kick off the kitchen cupboards and it just hasn't happened yet. But I'm doing lots of fitness, loads and loads of fitness, which is good. I've got a really good recommendation for people. I'll share it with you at the end. Oh, blimey, because this conversation is so thrilling so far, we better wait. <laughs> yeah. All right. Crikey. <laughs> a voice that you will have heard, uh, they're amused at our shocking level of conversation. Uh, this week joining us, we have Ben from the Stanford Arts Centre. Hello, thank you for having me. No, thank you for joining us. Uh, how are you doing? Are you living a more uh, exciting, isolated life than, than Lucy, who two weeks ago emptied the cupboard under her stairs? Yeah, let's talk about what Ben's no. been up to. What's Ben been up to that's more interesting than my kitchen cupboards? Over to you, Ben. Potentially not as interesting as Lucy's kitchen cupboards. Um, <laughs> The Easter weekend, enjoying the sunshine, and um, I decided to alphabetize my DVD <laughs> collection. Amazing. Which consists of how many DVDs? Um, we're talking maybe five, six hundred. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that is a lot. Yeah, I didn't even go near the Blu-rays, but there's not many of them. That was that was my weekend, and then apart from that, I am still working from home. Trying to do. Was there anything in that collection and you thought, what on earth have I got that for? And what was there that you thought, oh my goodness, I've got to watch that again? Yeah, there were, there were, there were two copies of Phantom of the Opera starring Gerard Butler. <laughs> I didn't um, know he'd done Ger- uh, Gerard. Of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. Um, but I think, I think both of them are my partners, so I think that's how they snuck in there. I love Gerard but I used to love Gerard Butler in 300s that was it but since mm. then he's kind of let himself go what did he look like in Phantom of the Opera did he just have a mask on the whole time yeah pretty much it's like you know the plot how do you know that yeah <laughs> that's a shocker spoiler <laughs> <laughs> alert yeah he takes it off the end and he's got some burn you know it's crazy oh right I've never watched it I'm not yeah, no, I, I think he did it before 300, but um, but it's probably a better musical than Cats or, you know. <laughs> better than some. Gotcha. Yeah. So did you throw, do you, have you got a pile of um, like old DVDs that you're going to take to a charity shop and that the, 
the double copy of Phantom of the Opera is going in there. Mm. No, I just took out the doubles, the rest of them. Just P. still there under P. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what, what's your role uh, within, the, within the art centre? Um, I coordinate the marketing at the art centre and um, look after the box office and the, our team there. And I uh, coordinate in the creation of our cinema programme with our uh, film booker. So pretty, pretty broad. How did you become involved or, or how did you start? Um, I, started, I started working for the Art Centre a couple of years ago um, and originally I started working um, in the box office and did a couple of sort of ushering shifts. Um, at the time I was working with, a, with another arts organisation um, in the county um, and as part of my work there I was working with Sanford Art Centre as a venue. So I knew the team already and have been working with lots of them for a while. Um, and then it sort of progressed from there. Uh, so what, one thing is um, looking to the, to the future and bringing in more people, uh, more, more part, a bigger part of the community in Stanford Arts Centre. But also it's, it's got a really proud history and a really long, extensive history as well, which much much play a part must, i really can't talk must play a part in uh, all that you do today and going forward the building in uh or the venue in some form of another has existed since um seven well the, the assembly rooms what we now uh call our, our ballroom um the assembly rooms were built in 1727 um and so in some form of another since that time the art center has played host to various activities and theater shows and um acts and things of all sorts um, but originally at that time was built for you know markets and that sort of thing um 27 yeah 1727 mental which part exactly is that so that's the assembly rooms. If you're, if you're looking at the art centre from across the street, so across yeah. the other side of St Mary's Street, as if you're walking down Maiden Lane, um, it's the it's the building that's directly in front of you there. So it has right, two right on the corner. Yeah, and also in the on the corner of St George's Square. So the 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 main entrance. Well, yeah, to the left of what is now the main entrance. Oh, okay. It's like two big blue doors into the ballroom. Yeah, so that's what, uh, as, as you said, Molly, is, is the ballroom. So those assembly rooms were built in 1727, and then the theatre was built, um, was finished building in, in 1768. So that has been a theatre since that time. Um, and it, for, for, a, for a period of time during the 20th century, it wasn't really open um, as, a, as a sort of public space though it had been very successful and dubbed the Theatre Royal as, um, or Theatre Royal as lots of uh, theatres were at the time. Um, but then it, it sort of closed down, the Second World War meant that there wasn't really much going on. Um, and then it wasn't until um, the 70s, that, or in 1972, the building opened as Stanford Art Centre. That is quite a history. The Frank Newborn history of Stanford Page, uh, definitely check that out because some of the photos are incredible. There's one that I've just got up here that's Red Lion Square in circa 1870. Amazing. And it's not until you see that that kind of makes you think about it. So, so what we were talking about just before we started about the, the diversity that Stanford Art Centre offers that, that most people either don't know aren't aware. How would you best describe the art centre with, with all that it has to offer? Oh no, I've got to like get my one one sentence pitch exactly right. <laughs> if you start this with drawing on a rich heritage, I know that you're on the website. <laughs> yeah, give me one moment while I open up another window. <laughs> um, drawing on a rich heritage, no. So, <laughs> It's a, it's a multi-arts venue, as you said, um, meaning that though we are sort of perhaps more well known for being a, an independent cinema, we're also a theatre and a gallery space. We have two bars, a cafe. Um, we have workshop spaces as well. So there are lots of uh, various art forms going on in the building at, 
any given time, obviously the current conditions excluded. And through that, there is like a really diverse program, as you say. So we have sort of live theatre shows and they can range from um, the sort of resident amateur theatre company, um, Shoestring, so they put on productions every year, to touring, you know, professional touring productions that um, visit us as they tour around the country with whatever their show is. Um, to Panto as well, you know, we have a pantomime every year as well. So there's those sorts of live things. And then we also, as I said, have the gallery space. So there's um, always an exhibition on there. And that can, you know, really vary as well from textile work to um, work from the new college students, you know, that they're exhibiting. In fact, just before we closed, due to the COVID-19 outbreak, we had a really fantastic photography exhibition by um, a local photographer called Matthew Rumbelow. So, you know, there's lots of that sort of thing going on. Um, and then, as you say, we have our sort of social spaces as well. So we have the cellar bar, which, as is, it says on the tin, a bar in the cellar. Um, we have a bar in the gallery as well. And then we have a lovely cafe too. So there's lots going on. The wide mix. And when we say arts, it is meant in that generic term. It is, a, it is a huge variety of things. Um, there was, unfortunately, because of something that's happening in the world right now, you might have heard about it, it got cancelled. But I was looking at doing, you had a screenwriting course. That was started up just by a local, um, a local guy who, who moved to the area recently, um, a filmmaker, named Alex Lightman, and he had just got in touch and said, you know, I know that you run classes and I'd be interested in running one of these. And I work with lots of people like that, really, you know, who are sort of wanting to start something new, um, perhaps, or, or, you know, do something that we haven't done in a while. Um, so, yes, that was something that was going to start. That's something that we'll reschedule, I'm sure, as well. But, you know, similar to that, we have um, like ukulele um, courses and we've had iPads for beginners classes in the past and um, we have you know, sketch classes, lots of our regular art classes in the more sort of traditional forms, like painting, sketching, drawing and sculpture, but then... If, like Alex, they want to do a course of some sort, is it just a case of reaching out to yourself directly? Yeah, we're just getting in touch with our box office team, so just popping in, dropping us a, an email, or um, when we usually open a telephone call. But at the moment, the best way to get hold of us is just emailing the box office. Which I think we, we've found, certainly doing this, and different people we've spoke to, not just during the recording, but outside of the podcast, the amount of skills that we have in the town and people's interests as well, it far exceeds what certainly I ever thought. And I think people are, are more interested in more diverse things than perhaps that. So I think having that, I don't think that people necessarily would immediately think that there's a forum to just do those sort of classes so yeah I think that'd be good if people can uh, can reach out so when the art centre obviously is part of the um is part of the council yeah now how do, how does that affect how you run or does it have any effect on well it means that we're supported by the local district council and you know SKDC are uh, sort of, you know you know, community spearheaded and they uh, run both Stanford Art Centre and the Guildhall Art Centre in Grantham, um, as well as the Mears Leisure Centre in Grantham, just outside of Grantham as well. So, um, you know, it, it, it's part of their remit to, you know, give these opportunities and this sort of um, offer to the local communities. Um, Stanford Art Centre is a big part of that, I think, you know, it's a real community hub and a real arts hub for lots of people in the in the area, in Stanford as well as outside it, you know. I think the community is probably the one word in this, other than wine, it is the one word in this that comes up more than any other. Um, every guest we have on mentions community. <laughs> That's what the Art Centre really has to offer over over anything else yeah there's this massive diverse offering but the fact that the cinema you can form it can form part of your evening not your whole evening you can go for a drink you can then nip down the road 
watch a film and then head back up and go out for dinner. That's a niche. That's not something that a lot of towns, certainly small towns, have to offer. You go to sort of any urban city or um, a, a, a much bigger town and you would expect to find the sort of things that Sanford is offering, you know, but it's all happening in a, in a yes, a beautiful Georgian town, but on, on a smaller scale as well. Um, and I think that's replicated in our programme, you know, I think there are lots of things going on, um, lots of things on, sorry, in the cinema and in the theatre and elsewhere in the building that, um, you know, are all very diverse in what they're offering. I think also sorry, I was just gonna say I yeah. think with that like it's it's an affordable thing as well like you could go to the cinema in a big city and pay maybe 13 14 pound a ticket depending on the seat you get and then all the stuff you buy on top of it you can look at kind of 20 25 quid ahead to go do something for an evening whereas I found like the courses the classes the cinema it's just it's affordable and it's um like for all ages it's a nice thing to be able to afford to go and do um you know whether it is like a ukulele class that's like completely different to going to the cinema it's affordable on all ranges i think um i think that's why it's so good as well because it's accessible to everyone thanks and the variety of films that you show at the art center is vast you know you can just go completely back in time to classics uh, or you can you know get the newest films just shortly after they would come out in the mainstream cinemas or whatever and it's so worth waiting for um and as graham said you know it involves it's a whole evening you know you go for drinks you go to the cinema you go for dinner or you you know you can fit all of those things in i i would say that there you know there's a place for all uh, um for a reclining chair and, a, and you know an ice blast and that sort of stuff and that's a you know that's a really enjoyable evening for many as well but you know what you're getting at the art center is a different kind of experience you know it's a it's a it's an independent theater it's it's a it's an old very old building and it, it's got that sort of character but you're also as you say getting the opportunity to potentially see something that you wouldn't have showcased um and in a different environment that might feel a bit more personable maybe or something that you can then experience you know by getting a drink in the bar afterwards or you know uh, a bite to eat in the cafe or going out elsewhere in Stanford as well. Totally yeah I think pe all people really need to do is get that leaflet that tells you what's on. And that information is you know obviously also on our website usually as well. If you wanted to sign up if any of the listeners wanted to sign up to receiving one of those brochures in the post then they could do Again, you just um, head to our website and click sign. From a marketing and sales point of view, um, what is the plan for Stamford Arts Centre going forward? Although we're, we're currently closed until the 1st of June, but as I say, that depending on circumstances, we'll come back and begin to plan something, um, you know, begin to put together our programme again. But we have our sort of autumn season of shows and live events uh, booked already um, and moving into spring of 2021 as well so um, the season is there we just need to make sure that it's still safe for our audiences to come back and see us again. And is that generally how far in advance you, you tend to work? Yeah yeah in terms of in terms of live events that is the usual way of it um, but cinema is much more in the here and now and we'll program you know two or three months in advance. But even that for the industry is quite far, you know, quite far in advance. Most uh, cinemas won't program things, you know, until a month or before, because release dates can change and, you know, suddenly a film can be pushed back or, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the film distributors change the way that they want to market it or something like that. Um, and then in terms of our gallery space, that's often booked up for, you know, two years in advance or so. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. It's, it's, and for yourself, with taking the the art centre forward, is there? Do you have some visions or some ideas to to take the art centre forward from a from a marketing point of view? Well, we're um we 
we recently well, only, it was only recently that we redesigned as as lucy was talking about our, our literature and so we get we had a, a fresh look for our brochures um we produce several a year we have a different one for a live events and a different one for cinema um because of those different time scales it has to be that way but um the that that re only recently went uh, through as i say a, a rebrand um with many of you and many of your listeners may be familiar they've been to the art center with um the lovely ident that plays before you go to see a film so there's this jolly old tune and uh, a lovely sort of collage of things going on um it's been the same for a, a number of years and something that um just needs updating so that's on the cards as well i love that because i well I, when i used to work there that someone once had me come out with like a tray when i used to work in the cafe and they were like if you walk out and like i think they filmed me or took a photo i can't remember now or ages ago and so i got really excited the next time i went to the cinema to um think of a feature on the main screen and then i didn't and it was really disappointing <laughs> and you weren't in it oh molly apologize how dare they i know no, how could they so that was, um yeah so that that's that's going through a bit of a refresh um but we're in touch with lots of schools to talk about you know coming to see um bringing in some of their students to come and see some some of our shows so that's something that we'll be doing more of as well and do, is there with all that you have to offer the you get a big age demographic as well across everything yeah huge yeah i mean there's the usual crowd as you might say and those people that and come to the art centre very regularly and have come for a number of years and we we really do love our, our our audiences and it's nice in a way because I suppose it, it you know unlike perhaps other theatres or um, cinemas you know we we really do know our audiences you know we chat to these people and talk about films or things that we've seen or the latest theatre show that was on the night before, whatever, and it's nice to have that relationship. But um, <laughs> that, but that brings us back to that community. Yeah. No, that, that's what that's what it's that's what it's for. It is about people having that feel, and whether it's the art centre or it's the indie coffee shop or whether it's energy clothing, having that relationship with the other person, this other side of the counter. It makes a whole different experience and with what's going on in the world right now hopefully people are seeing it more than before bakeries for example people are going in and experiencing it perhaps for the first time and realizing how nice it is that the whole process is so much more enjoyable the interaction with the person that's working there going to buy fresh food and you don't get that in major change no, totally. Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I've just um, uh, Nathan, who runs the veg store on the high street, I was ordering a a big box of veg from him and Lauren because they were you know selling the sort of crates at a time, and that's great. It's really good to have that, and you know you can still do all that and you know abide by the social distancing rules and. Um, Definitely, I think it is important to support those people. Is there a way that people can continue to support? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, like many businesses, have um, you know gift vouchers. So if people would like to purchase a gift voucher, then they can still do so online. Um, but uh, one of the main ways that they that anyone can support the art centre um, now while it's closed, but also when we reopen, is by becoming a a member or a friend as we as we call them so we have a membership scheme um, that lasts a year and uh, is called Fre a, a friend of Stamford Cinema um, so by joining you get a discount on cinema tickets um, you get two free cinema tickets when you join um, and you get priority booking um, on all of the films and uh, the brochure and the post you before anyone else um, as well as 10% discount in the cellar bar, the gallery bar, and the, uh, the Art Centre Cafe. So it gives you lots of benefits, but it, it's £25 for the year um, and £20 if uh, you qualify for any sort of concession. So it is 
it is a good a good a good price um but it is a really a really meaningful way of supporting us because it just shows us that you're you're in it for the long run with us and um you know would would be much appreciated if anyone would like to become a member um then they can go to our website stanfordartscentercom forward slash support us that is a total bargain how much discount do you get in the bar 10 percent off <laughs> the bar. important questions being asked here <laughs> just for being no but it's 25 quid and you get two cinema tickets with it it's kind of a no-brainer two cinema tickets and you get 10% off in the bars and in the cafe and then any cinema tickets that you buy from during that year um for you and a friend you both get 50p off the ticket price so bargain 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 we like a bargain in a lockdown i'd quite like to sign up actually just so it reminds me to go to the art center more than i do i don't think i go there enough it doesn't you know it doesn't necessarily occur to me as much as i love it and and would be happy to support it i think if i actually bought a membership i'd go yeah i think the same as well since like dad's not had the cafe i think i've gone less um and anything her now all i kind of go and do is catch up with anita and alexandra on the box office so to have a bit of a chin wag but apart from that i've not been to the cinema in ages or like been to a class i was going to do the ukulele class um and then i didn't get around to it and then they i think they also got cancelled because of this but i think i will sign up yeah. that next time yeah i mean there's you know as we've talked about already there's there's so much going on but if you're going down to the bar there's so much going on in the cellar bar as well you know it, it's a it's almost like a whole little venue within itself. We have regular monthly comedy nights, monthly poetry nights. Um, we have monthly jazz gigs down there. So that, you know, there's lots going on, um, even down in the cellar. So definitely worth it. And, and you only need to, you know, visit it a couple of times for membership to become worth your while. I think it's the sort of thing that's a good gift as well for someone. Totally, yeah, and you can buy it as a present too. Yeah, that's a really good idea, actually. Always getting stuck for what to get people as presents. Usually, end up getting something lame, but that's that's a really good thing to get. Watch out, friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> You're all off the ass. It'll all be there <laughs> in the bar, <laughs> heckling the comedian, <laughs> getting ten percent off. <laughs> I bet that's what you're doing now, aren't you? You're just working out how many, how much drink you'd have to work, get through to get your twenty-five pound back. Yeah. Not bothered. About, you're not bothered about the cinema tickets, but ten percent off at any bar is worth. Uh, I think you're going to say how investment. much drink I've got to get through to start heckling. I'm thinking not much. <laughs> have you met me? That's what. I, that's what I have to put All up with. Every... Oh, right. Moving on swiftly. So. We have another quiz, or I have another quiz at least. Slightly different to other weeks, only five questions. Because <laughs> we've just, is it because we've just been so bad? <laughs> the others, and it's just become yeah, painful basically. for you. Yeah, last week was shockingly bad with four out of 10 as the highest score and I won. I mean, yeah. crazy. What is, what is that world we're living in there? What's going on? So for some reason I've gone, that if there's less questions, you're gonna get seemingly better yeah no but that doesn't make sure. any so, sense at all <laughs> there's so much pressure here there's so much pressure here i think you're going to be okay i don't normally encourage cheating but just don't come last that's my place normally <laughs> i wonder what corker molly's going to come out with this week <laughs> we've had blind people driving we've had what did we have last week <laughs> uh, oh no! What was the one last week? Oh, it the was, virtual um, jockey. Horse. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, Just naming the jockey, <laughs> the racehorse. There wasn't horse. even jockeys. It was virtual race. It wasn't even like there were real jockeys on the virtual horses, was there? It was honestly disgraceful. Yeah, that's not really, the virtual thing. Isn't really an excuse for what unfolded last week, but. <laughs> I think we should just, I think we should just, you know, leave it. One week I'm going to do famous quotes because I think that will be hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, five questions. I'll go for all five and then we'll do answers at the end. Cool. 
Okay, okay. bring it on. Question number one. Tom Moore has this week become famous for what? Tom Moore has become famous this week for what? Question number two. Released in September 1977, Heroes is a song by who? Yes, I've got a music one that Lucy knows. <laughs> I know the song, I don't oh, know who it is, mate. It. Oh, no. I normally get the standard. What? Question number three. Boris Johnson on leaving hospital thanked two nurses in particular, Jenny and Louise. Can you name either of the countries where they're from? I think I can do both, but hey. Question number four. Which puppet appeared in the broom cupboard alongside presenters Andy Crane and Andy Peters? What was the question? <laughs> Which puppet appeared in the broom cupboard alongside presenters Andy Crane and Andy Peters? I think I know that one, you know. It'll be the first one out of all four questions, that will. <laughs> this is the one is quiz a... I'm wishing there were ten questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Have you made it for old people? You have, haven't you? No, I th I half are in, it's basically stuff I know really, but half are in the news. Um, yes, question, this is, uh, this is, this is a purposely targeted question. Uh, what is the name of the forthcoming James Bond movie? I know one word of it. I think I might have, oh, I don't know. I think I've got four out of five. Could have five out of five here. Full house. Can I play my Joker? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, this doesn't make the cut. It's, each week, apart from this week, is once we've done the questions, Molly normally goes, I've done really well this week. <laughs> yeah, no. I know that one. I know that one. And then we I'm go going for a solid one out of five here. <laughs> it's actually wow. been very quiet this week, hasn't it? It's been very quiet. And that's because I think I've known all the answers. So I'm not protesting in any way. But... <laughs> <laughs> It's only the first one I completely guessed, but I've got a feeling it could be right. Question number one, Tom Moore has become famous this week for what, Lucy? I think it's that old dude that's walking around his garden and has raised loads of money. <laughs> that old dude? <laughs> yeah, he's like 112 and he's doing laps of his garden and he was trying to raise like a thousand pounds and he's raised nearly a million pounds. On a zimmer. Oh, bless him. Just walking up and down his garden. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, you don't know, I don't know what his name is. He's Captain something or other. He was in the army on forces. Oh. Clearly it's not him, but that's the first person that came to mind. Can we get the real answer now from Graham? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this <laughs> Do guy's you, worth Ben or Molly, do you know? Um, no, I had no idea. Uh, Lucy, your answer was much better than mine because I, I don't even recognise the name Tom Moore. I feel like I'm going to kick myself for mm. saying that. But I, I took a guess with that he was a guest on the PE with Joe Wicks because I didn't, I don't recognise his name. No, you're wrong. Um, and annoyingly, Lucy, you're just about right. Ah. It is Captain Tom Moore. So he wants to do a hundred laps of his garden before his hundredth birthday. And when you say he's nearly raised a million, the live update is he's raised 3.4 million pounds. <gasps> um, excuse me, when you said I was just about right, I think that is the way of saying I was right. That's exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. How was I talking about anyone else? Because <laughs> you've described him as some dude who's about 112 that's doing a walk. Walking round his garden. How old is he? Is he actually 112? No, he's 99. So he wanted to do 100 lengths of his garden. Oh, before being. Before his oh, so he definitely birthday. wasn't a guest with Joe Wicks doing PE then, was he? No. Yeah. No, no it definitely wasn't him. No. no, but this morning he hadn't reached a million. That's today. Mm. They, this they, morning. Went, they went from eight, 
a.m. this morning to three o'clock this afternoon, they raised a million. And then since then, it's just gone yeah. mad. Yeah, 3.4 million is, and just I've refreshed again, and now it's 3.45 million. Insane. And when I said some dude, I meant some dude, not <laughs> some dude. I meant a total dude. Anyway, one point to me. <laughs> Question number two. Released in 1977, Heroes is a song by who? Molly. Uh, I took a wild stab with the Rolling Stones. Close, not quite. <laughs> ben? David Bowie. Good lad. Oh, I could have, I could have sung it for you. Can I get half a point for that? Yeah, just <laughs> sing it for us. Sing it for us and you can have half a point. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to anymore. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> Come on, half a point, half a point. It's not worth it, I'm still going to lose. Half a point I'm on zero out of four, out of five, <laughs> so it's not worth it. Yeah, well, you could be point five. Zero up. out of five? We've only done two <laughs> questions, how are you on zero out of Zero five? out of two, but I know it's going to be zero out of five, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but if you sang Heroes, you could get half a point. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Question number three. Boris Johnson thanked two nurses for standing by his bedside. The names were Jenny and Luis. Where were they from? Ben? I have no idea. Apart from generally listening to updates on social distancing, I don't really pay that much attention to what Boris Johnson says. <gasps> Controversial. <laughs> Um, have you got two countries, two random countries? <laughs> have a Which guess. would be very impressive if you get it right. I've put, I've put the UK and uh, the US. Let's go for that. Uh, no. no. <laughs> uh, uh, Lucy? <laughs> I've put New Zealand. One of them's from New Zealand. I've got a feeling that Lewis might be from Portugal, but the other dude is definitely from New Zealand. Uh, yeah, both. Correct. Do I get a bonus point? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Molly, did you get either of those? No, I put Spain. Um, I just put both from Spain. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. <laughs> so you had the opportunity to choose another random country, but you decided that they were both from Spain. <laughs> I just realised I could have I could have guessed another country. No, I just I just chose Spain for both of them. <laughs> oh dear. Oh jeez. Oh, I have no words. Quite a flipping egg. Question number four: Which puppet appeared in the broom cupboard alongside presenters Andy Crane and Andy Peters? Molly. Is it City? No. <laughs> I was so confident on that one as well. Uh, ben? Um, now you've all laughed at Molly saying City. I, I, I had no idea, so I guess Kermit the Frog, but I, I'm going <laughs> to think it's not him either. See, Lucy? I, I've guessed it because it's a puppet from that era, but I'm pretty sure he was the, with Philip Schofield. Yeah, you've got the wrong one. Uh, Gordon the Gopher. Yeah, no, there, there was a choice of two. So yeah, he was with Philip Schofield. It's Ed the Duck. Um, exactly. Never heard of Ed the Duck. I don't know Ed the Duck. I was so confident with City. I don't know Ed the Duck. I, I'm with Molly. No idea who Ed the Duck. I can't believe you don't know who Ed the Duck is. I don't know. I feel old. Um, rings the bell. Question: What is the name of the forthcoming James Bond movie? Lucy. No time to die. Molly. Yeah, no time to die. And a nodding then. Yes. Correct. I had to sing the whole song in my head, though, to get the answer. I had to go through the whole of Billie Eilish's song to get to the chorus to work out what it was. It took me a while. The whole of it. <laughs> Do you want to sing that can one? You, can you sing a little bit for us? No, thank you. <laughs> no, no musicalness. So polite, Molly. So polite. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'll pass this time. Maybe next time. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, scores? Big two from Ben. A one. Oh, four? she takes it. So I got four out of five, which is 80%. So it's like getting a first at uni, isn't it? 
<laughs> or a distinction in a logic. Yeah, I'm not sure you're getting a first with those level of questions, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> At least I've made some kind of comeback. Yeah, I've wow. fallen down the ranks for sure there. That's not good. Mm. I have to make up for myself next week. First me your questions, please. I should Another, really have uh, 4.5 because I've got both countries, but you know, I'll let that go. Even if I'd sang both the songs, I would have been tied with Ben. So a half a point each still wouldn't have worked. That makes me feel really good. <laughs> the other week we shared our favourite series. One thing we've been talking about for a few weeks is our favourite films, but felt right that we saved it for when we had uh, Ben joining us. So top we're going to share our top three films or molly will when she remembers what they were <laughs> oh she knows <laughs> we should start with molly <laughs> am i in that good okay Go on, then. so well i don't know why these are so funny because i'm a big musical fan and i just think they're great so um my my first one was mary poppins and Mary Poppins too. <laughs> because the first one's so fantastic because of Julie Andrews and the second one is just so fantastic because of Emily Blunt. So they're, they're serious uplifting quarantine films um, to watch. And then my other one is a classic rom-com that I think everyone hates, but I love, which is You've Got Mail. That's so cringy, but I love it. <laughs> Above when Harry met Sally. You yeah, choose. I think so. It just gets me. I just love it. What about Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah, also fantastic, but none of them, none of them take the top spot. Those are a good three. Molly. I'm, I'm, keen, I'm keen on those. Although I haven't yet seen Mary Poppins Returns. My goodness, so. I can lend you my DVD if you like. I think I've got two copies of that. Would you put Would you put that under M or P? <laughs> P next to Phantom of the Opera or M next to Mary. Definitely go under M for Mary. Yeah, solid M. <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, you've done yours. Um, uh, Lucy, top three. Wow, I've lost a lot. <laughs> in contrast, in contrast to Molly's choices, my top three movies are as follows. One and two are interchangeable because it's just hard to choose. I'm going to go with Pulp Fiction as number one today because I saw that when I was at uni and I will never, ex I will never forget the experience of uh, coming out, of going with all my housemates and coming out into the street and none of us quite knowing what had just happened because we'd never seen anything like it. And at uni, we watched a lot of movies because there was an independent video store at the end of our roads. We watched all the foreign films, all this dark, weird stuff. But Pulp Fiction just completely blew us away. Um, number two, which is usually number one, is The Big Lebowski. And I have to say, the last time I saw it was on the big, well, not the last time I saw it, but I saw that at the Arts Centre a year or so ago. It was, I think, yeah. yeah, it was on in the Arts Centre. And I was so determined to just go, told loads of people about it. And up until the last moment, I was going on my own. And then I got some troops to come with me. Amazing, amazing, amazing movie. It's the best, best movie ever. And then my third would be Wolf of Wall Street. Love that one too. Mm. For those of you that fancy something other than, <laughs> it's like, you know, not quite Mary Poppins, but well worth a watch. Different genres. Different yeah, genres. Yeah, not for the yeah. kids. <laughs> Different genres. So our resident expert. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No pressure. I think it would be wrong to give a favourite because I don't have a particular favourite film because it's always changing. Every time I watch something new and I love it, I go, oh no, that's my favourite thing. And then I'll rewatch like The Big Lebowski or something amazing from before or Mary Poppins or whatever and think, oh no, that is amazing too. And so instead, I, I, I'm going to recommend three good films for lockdown viewing. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. I've got pen and paper oh, ready. So, um, so 
So the first um, is a film that we were due to screen at the Art Centre called Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's a long, longer title, but it is a beautiful um, French period drama um, about a woman who is commissioned to paint uh, a lady in waiting who's waiting to be married um, so that her suitor can see what she looks like. Um, and it's about the relationship that forms. It's a really beautiful film um, and a really lovely, a lovely one too. So I recommend that um, you can watch it on uh, Curzon and then I think it's on Mubi as well. Uh, so the second one uh, is a film called Support the Girls. Um, came out a couple of years ago. Uh, we, we did screen it at the Art Centre and is now on Netflix. Um, it's an American comedy. It's just like a little offbeat and uh, it's, I find it really funny and charming and the characters are lovely. Yeah, I think that's a great one. That's one of my favourites from the last few years. That's called Support the Girls. And then third, the last one um, is on all four. Um, it's a film called Four Samma. So that's F-O-R-S-A-M-A. -A um, and it's a film, documentary film, um, won a BAFTA and has won other awards as well this year, but is directed by um, a mother who's living in, um, in the middle of a war zone in the Middle East and it's made for her daughter. Her daughter's called Samma. So she's recording their experience. Um, and it's just incredibly moving, very powerful. Um, and, you know, although there are there's obviously lots of going on at the moment, it's important to remember other things that are going on in the world at the moment too. Um, so I think that's a good one as well. Not as fun or as lighthearted as Mary Poppins Returns, but um, equally as good. <laughs> those are great, those are great choices though, because I have never, I might have heard of Four Summer, but I don't think I've heard of any of those, which is exciting because if they're your recommendations, they must be well worth a watch. So thank you for those. I'll put them in the bio again, so people have got them if they've, if they've not heard them or aren't sure. And I'm going to say I'm really quick because following that, they're terrible, I would imagine. Not keeping it current to start with. Um, the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Then this is this, <laughs> there's no connection between these. Back to the Future 2. Over Back to the Future, the first yeah, one. Definitely. Second one's the hoverboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. So, yeah, the second one for me. And then, then the third one, which is recent, and I did watch at the Art Centre, uh, 1917, which I am no expert at all, which you can gather from everything I've said. Um, but the way it's shot, seemingly in one shot, um, is just amazing. Obviously, the story as well. So uh, I, that's, I guess it's not on DVD or anything yet, but um, when it is, well worth a watch. And I think before we wrap up, we have two recommendations as well to keep yourselves sane rather than emptying cupboard under the stairs or sifting through 600 DVDs. Right. So the first one is listen to Dua Lipa's new album, which she's released early to cheer everybody up. It's a cool. I said a British icon in the making. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Yes, I 100% agree Brit with that. Girl. I went to see her live, actually. It, was, it must be two years ago now when she only had one album out, obviously. So she basically, the concert was the whole album. But she was so cool. My other recommendation for fitness, and there are so many things online and all the rest of it, but this one is brilliant and you probably have never heard of him. And the name is going to... GPC Sorry? Fitness, is that what it is? No. Oh, is that you? So this guy, his online name is a bit weird and he's based in Chicago, so he's American, but he's so, you know how intolerant I am of people. He's so not annoying or American or anything. He's just brilliant. And he does, it's mostly like hit training. And you can subscribe to, he used to put all his videos on YouTube, but then he had to stop doing it. So now you subscribe to it, but there's a month's free trial. So in that month, just do, just get involved and have a look at all the stuff he has on offer. 
His name his name online is called Millionaire Hoy. Very strange. Millionaire, separate word, Hoy, H-O-Y. Um, and I just completely love him. Rather than wake up in the morning and go, oh, I've got to do some exercise. I'm like, woo, Millionaire Hoy. It's like having your own personal trainer. In my sitting room is basically turned into my home gym at the moment. All the furniture is around the edge <laughs> so that I can prance around to my heart's content. Millionaire Hoy, check it out. Month free trial and he's awesome. There you go. Any, uh, any other recommendations? Do you have any more? After my birthday this week, I had birthday dinner from Hoppy Dory, which was amazing, their takeaway food. And then I had a birthday cake delivered by Scandamania, which some of my friends ordered for me. Um, and that was amazing as well. It was like a lemon and blueberry loaf thing. And oh my God, it was incredible. So yeah, just some local shout outs to our lovely businesses that we love. I'll give one as well then. I had, um, I had a really good falafel burger from Street Food Station last night delivered. They do really good, really good burgers and uh, like just decent junk food. I, like. yeah, I didn't even know these places were still open or delivering. So On that note, we'll do that next week then. Next week we will do yeah. where locally are still doing collection or takeaway because I think that there's a fair few and having now done three or four personally, mm -hmm. all have been very good. The, from the food to the process they've set up, it's pretty tough. Now a lot of these are restaurants that don't do a takeaway service, don't do a collection service, um, that have set themselves up to do so. Um, and I think, yeah, let's um, oh, we'll include that next week. So we've got a long list, and we can shout out everyone as well. On that note, Ben, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks, Ben. Do join us again and we can uh, talk about more of the things that you've, you've got on. That sounds great. Thank you again for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Lovely to chat to you. <laughs>